You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and this is Daniel Howitt's interview with Yaha Abdul-Mateen II for the trial of the Chicago 7. You know why you're on trial here? Martin's dead. Bobby's dead. Jesus is dead. They tried it peacefully. We gonna try something else. These rebels without a job. They're a threat to national security. This revolution, we may have to hurt somebody's feelings. Get out of the street! Get out of the street! When you came to Chicago, were you hoping to draw the police into a confrontation? I'm concerned you have to think about it. Give me a moment, would you, friend? I've never been on trial for my thoughts before. Hey, Yaya, thank you so much for talking to me today about the trial of Chicago 7. Appreciate you, man. Thank you for having me. You play Bobby Seale, who co-founded the Black Panthers and was arrested as a part of this political trial. How much did you know about Bobby Seale and the Chicago 8 and all of that prior to coming to the project? Yeah, um, I didn't know anything about the trial, about uh, about the Chicago uh, 8 uh, or, or, the, or the Chicago 7, as, as uh, some people call it. Um, I did know about Bobby Seale. You know, I, I grew up in Oakland, California, um, and Bobby Seale in Oakland, California, he's a legend. You know, he, he's an extremely charismatic figure, um, a historical figure. The presence of the Black Panthers is very, very strong um, in Oakland. So it'd be pretty hard to grow up in Oakland, especially West Oakland, where I grew up, um, not knowing about the presence of the Black Panther and, and Bobby Seale. Um, and, and so when I did get the opportunity to read the script, you know, I was... 10 pages in and I said, oh, I, I said, I have to do this. I said, I have to be a part of this because it was a chance for me to, to represent uh, uh, my hometown, you know, to, to, you know, to tell a hometown story about a hometown hero um, and to put a little bit of Oakland attitude and flavor on it. You know, one thing that I do know about Bobby Seale and about uh, the legacy of activists from Oakland is that uh, they are extremely uh, outspoken, uh, charismatic and, uh, and passionate. And so uh, Bobby Seale definitely fit that bill when I had the opportunities in the script to, um, you know, to step into a lot of those characteristics uh, while also, uh, you know, giving a performance that was dedicated to a good cause. And did you do much research to kind of help as you developed your performance? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, um, I uh, read uh, Bobby Seale's autobiography, um, uh, Along the Rage. I, I, uh, I uh, watched countless uh, interviews. I wasn't able to get in contact uh, with him. Um, but I watched uh, interviews of him to learn about his mannerisms, to hear him speak, um, to hear him speak about things that had nothing to do with the trial or had nothing to do with his political life at all. It was very important to me, for me to understand what made him smile. You know, he loved to cook. And, you know, I, I learned so much about an interview uh, from him um, in prison where he's, he, where, uh, he's been incarcerated for a while. He's been placed in solitary confinement and he comes out and does this interview still in prison and he talks about, he talks at, at length about how to make a good gravy and then how to make a good stew. And he has 
he's over the moon and uh, he, he speaks with so much delight, you know, when he's talking about this. And I said, oh, this is a man who loves life, uh, who loves uh, uh, pleasure and who in his, and what some would, what one might assume is a very dark time for him still has access to that light, still has access to um, uh, ideas of, 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 of pleasure. And so when I went into my performance, I wanted to hold on to that, hold on to his humanity. And I wanted to get him back home to his wife and the people that he loved and to his kitchen and, you know, to his recipes. And, you know, so that, that's kind of how I set off on my journey. That's really cool. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know. He was mm -hmm. so passionate about food. That's so awesome. Yeah, yeah. He wrote a book about barbecue. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah. Coming up on 5-Minute News, I'm Anthony Davis. You might think it's partisan because maybe it's critical of one side or the other, but it's not, it's just the truth. And I think that's also something that's kind of unusual for Americans listening to the radio or to podcasts because the news landscape in the States has been so partisan for so many decades. So 5-Minute News is verified, truthful, independent, unbiased and essential world news daily. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. Well, uh, throughout the trial, Seal is, uh, and, and throughout the film, Seal is very much like isolated um, mm -hmm. from the rest of the men on trial. So how did you prepare for portraying that part of it, for portraying the, the isolation uh, that Seal was going through, especially when working on the film with such a large ensemble? Yeah, you know, um, I'll answer it this way. I think oftentimes, even in this industry, right, I'm never really alone. You know, uh, I, I think I have, I have my agents, I have publicists, my managers, I have uh, family, I have fans, I go to work, I have coworkers and things like that. But we look at some of my films, look at Aquaman, look at uh, The Matrix, uh, what else I have? I think The Greatest Showman had a little bit of that in there, Baywatch, a little bit of that in there. I, I, I pretty much work in a white world. Uh, I think Black Americans know how to work and exist in a white world and be a part of a group, but be completely alone at the exact same time. Um, didn't take much preparation to, in order to step in order to step into that. You know, Bobby Seale, um, he, he he so 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 this was an exercise in being present through that through that through that loneliness. You know, through that through that isolation. You know, uh, um, and and it helped with the direction. It, it helped with with uh, you know with 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 where I was seated in the courtroom. Um, it helped to, sh to 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 highlight that Bobby Seal was in prison while everyone else was free. And so, what that brought up brought upon was a certain uh, irritation in my performance, a certain um, and also a certain um, determination to 
to do this on my own if I have to. You know, he, he was, the, the fact that he was in that position me, meant that he had been resilient, you, you know, uh, uh, meant that he had been resilient up until that point. And so he would have to call up on that same type of resilience, that same type of independence in order to get through that moment. And so uh, I just really armor myself with, with, with the experience of what it's like to live in a world that's not made for you, but, uh, but to continue to, um, but to continue to, to persevere. That's great. Well, one of the hardest to watch scenes is of course, when, when your character beaten and bound and, and gagged Take me through the mental preparation that you had to do in order to film that sequence. Mm -hmm. Well, I think I, I um, one of the, I think one has to be careful as an actor, one has to be careful not to go into that with uh, expectations of an, end, of, of an end result. If anything, that it's, it's so important to be, to have a, to have a need and to be present, to, to stay in the present and to not to get ahead of myself. Um, in a moment like that. Um, I knew that Bobby Seale had been fighting for his independence. He'd been fighting for his freedom. He'd been fighting for other people, but overall he was fighting for humanity, for his own humanity. And so I had my ideas of what makes me a man, what makes Bobby Seale a man. And I knew that this judge was going to, was attempting to, 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 to strip him of that. Uh, and that there was, a, there was a greater cause at play, but you can't really perform a greater cause. You know, I think you just have to have a need. And Bobby, at the end of the day, he needed to be seen as a man and as a human being and as the human being that he wanted to be, to be acknowledged as, you know, you, 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 they treated him like an animal, you know, and it was my job to be, to maintain my, uh, my manhood and my human, my, my uh, humanness. And so, um, I put that in my mind. I put that in my body. I try. I put that in my spirit as much as one as much as one could. And then I said, "Okay, sign me up." You know, I'm ready to go. And so when they hold you down and they punch you and they put the gags in your mouth, I'm a man the entire time throughout that. You know, you 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 want to put me in handcuffs and march me out in front in front of everybody else. I'm a man, and my head is high. So I, so that I had to uh, uh, arm myself with that and not, and not get ahead of myself or any end result. You know, the end result was not my responsibility. My responsibility was to continue to feed myself in the ways that I can as an actor um, in order to hold on to my manhood, my dignity, my pride that couldn't be taken away from me in, in, in that moment. And then to carry out the rest of the rest of the scene and hope that hope and pray that um, that you that I've armored myself up enough uh, to get a good result on film, you know. Well, again, Yaya, congrats on this uh, incredible performance uh, in film and, and all the success you've had this year, my gosh. So um, mm -hmm. just uh, congratulations for that. I I'd love to hear, you know, you've got some ama amazing projects coming up. Um, yeah. uh, anything you can tell me about Matrix 4, Furiosa, what you're excited about those projects? Man, I'm excited. I'm excited for some, you know, for some character work, for some, you know, for some solid... Uh, character work to show different sides of myself. You know, I got into you know acting because uh, because it's fun. It gives me an opportunity to 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 be a kid and to be you know to show my different sides. And so uh, the Matrix is a continuation of that. Uh, Mad Max is 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 a is, is a continuation of that. Candyman is a continuation of that exploration. Um, and and so I'm really really fortunate to to have 
been steadily, you know, uh, working and, and you know achieving some achieving some some uh, some uh, success over the past couple of years, um, and just looking forward to sharing that with the world, you know, um, and and then keeping it going and see, you know seeing what else we can do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, we're excited to keep keep seeing what you got. Yeah, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening to Daniel Howitt's interview with Yaha Abdul-Mateen II for The Trial of the Chicago 7 here on the Next Best Picture podcast. The Trial of the Chicago 7 is currently eligible for SAG voting in Best Ensemble Cast and Best Supporting Actor for Yaha Abdul-Mateen II and is currently streaming on Netflix. You have been listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, part of the Evergreen Podcast Network. You can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. If you're feeling generous, head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. Rate us five stars. Let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support, which you can also lend on over at Patreon. For $1 minimum a month, you will get some exclusive podcast content from us. Thank you so much for listening, as always, and we shall see you all next time. Welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book, and together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.